When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They out a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good or bad deal. Green means good and red means bad. Plus, my listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase with my promo code Devil State of Mind. Again, my promo code is Devil State of Mind. Click the link in our social medias on our link tree to download the app and remember to use our promo code devil state of mind click the link in my profile slash description of anything that i have i'll have it on all of my links and once again shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing app of the devil state of mind podcast a big shout out to our sponsors at N- Horns and Tail Napa Valley. Horns and Tail Napa Valley is the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and a proud sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, allowing them to bring together two passions, hockey and wine, in an exciting and memorable way. They offer premium, limited production Napa Valley wines. They also have gift options for Devils fans. Their wine club offers a wide range of gift options, including individual bottles, curated gift sets, and exclusive merchandise providing the perfect present for any occasion. Every bottle was created by the team with their winery to honor the history and celebrate the success of the team. Their winery has worked closely with the team to create wines that embody the spirit and achievements of the New Jersey Devils, allowing fans to savor the memories and celebrate their team. Plus, Every purchase helps support the Devil's Youth Foundation. And if you want to get yourself a bottle of this delicious Devil's Wine, you go to Nap to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, use my promo code at checkout Devil State, and you can get 10% off your purchases. So once again, shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley for being the official wine sponsor of the New Jersey Devils and the Devil's State of Mind podcast. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 8-1800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg required for one 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com, draftkings.com, slash baseball terms. All right, Devils fans, we have another special guest joining us here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And this is somebody that I've interacted with many times, and uh, I'm very excited to be working with him at the Hockey Writers. And again, if you haven't, uh, if you don't know yet, I now write for the New Jersey Devils, um, for the Hockey Writers. And this is another person that covers the New Jersey Devils for the Hockey Writers. This is with great pleasure that we welcome on Mr. Josh Reinitz. Josh, welcome to the Devils State of Mind podcast. First and foremost, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good, Neil. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, really um, fortunate to be on here and looking forward to working with you more. Well, I'm doing very well and obviously excited to have you on uh, for this episode. You are you are uh, definitely somebody that a lot of my listeners have said before that they've wanted me to have you come on. And so this is a great opportunity and I'm looking forward to chatting with you. And we'll start really with kind of the news that happened a couple of hours ago, and that is the New Jersey Devils signing defenseman Cal Foote. And, the, and for any Devils fan out there, if that last name does sound familiar, yes, that is the brother of Devil's Prospect, Nolan Foote, and the other son of legendary defenseman Adam Foote. Uh, basically, it is a one-year, two-way contract. And this, the, the impression that I get, Josh, and I want to get your opinion on this, is that this is more of a depth signing, maybe more for Utica and not necessarily for the Devils. Is that the way that you kind of look at it as well? Yeah, I think he's uh, – I would put him as the eighth defenseman right now, uh, probably battling with Nemitz for that sort of spot. You figure on the right side they have Hamilton, Marino, and then the third spot's open, either Miller or Nemitz, um, and then Foote can probably slide in. He also provides size that they don't have on the right side defensively. So uh, I think I think he is depth. Um, and with the of uh, cheap uh, money right now. Right. And uh, I mean, it's just one of it, it's something that was also kind of interesting about uh, the signing that people did mention is the fact that uh, Cal Foot was a part of that 2018 Hockey Canada team, although 
It has been reported several times that Cal um, says that he's innocent. His agent said that he is not involved in that um, and everything like that. So, and, and, and I'm assuming the Devils had to have done some extensive research before they made um, this move. But, you know, nonetheless, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Nolan and obviously Adam are excited that uh, Cal now gets a chance to come to New Jersey and be a part of the Devils uh, organization, at least uh, moving forward. So, yeah, again, Cal Foote signing with the Devils. Um, now, you know, again, it's it's crazy to think about this, Josh, that the Devils have spent more money when you look at all the money they spent this year, especially with re-signing guys like Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt. They've actually ended up spending the most of any team in the NHL in terms of salary. Does that I would imagine that doesn't really surprise you considering the, you know, the things that the Devils had to do, you know, in terms of, you know, guys within their organization and then bringing in some guys that they have so far this offseason. Yeah, I think that's most in the aggregate, right? But not the most uh, individually. Because I think if you look at what they did, they basically secured their future for the next four or five years where they're going to have a bunch of space and be able to add around um, the core. And I think Fitz talked uh, specifically about, adding around the edges. Now he's pretty much got the middle solidified. Uh, Mercer's probably next, and then they got to decide what they're going to do in goal. But other than that, they're pretty solid going forward. Yeah, and it's definitely, um, you know, you could see that Tommy Fitz has done a really good job of, you know, getting this team to kind of being able to take that next step. They've learned a lot of lessons from the historic season of last year, getting into the second round of the playoffs and kind of finally getting out of that rebuild and now moving forward into this uh, championship window. Uh, another guy that I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on is the fact that the Devils were uh, finally able to re-sign Kevin Ball to a contract. That was a guy that obviously, you know, we knew was kind of a matter of time before they got a deal done, and they did. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on how, you know, in, in your mind, you know, is it a good contract? You know, what do you think of it all and and the potential that Kevin Ball has moving forward into the into, uh, this upcoming season? Yeah, I think it's a fair contract for both sides. Uh, the money is not something that's going to be prohibitive uh, for the Devils. I think Ball's still learning, so you got to expect a learning curve. Uh, I was impressed with Ball uh, when during his interview after he signed, where he talked a lot about that he knows there's opportunity now that Graves is gone, but that he's not going to be given it and that he has to earn it, and he's looking forward to trying to uh, increase his penalty-killing abilities and increase um, – how he uses physicality smartly. So I think uh, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a great deal for both parties. Um, and I think they're really important this year. And, you know, it's again, you know, you look at, like you mentioned, Kevin Ball said to him, said, you know, to the media that, you know, he got off to a slow start in the year and he did. And I think a lot of people, you know, we're wondering if he was going to be somebody that we were going to be able to rely on throughout the season. And I think he talked about that one game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think is when the Devils were in Tampa, that he said he really started to feel that he belonged and that he could be a consistent NHL player. And he did improve throughout the year. And uh, I think he's definitely, um, I think he's a pretty good lock uh, to be one of the guy, one of the starting defensemen uh, this year on the on the uh, defensive pairings. Do you see it kind of that same way, or do you think it's more that he still has some competition that he's going to have to deal with? I think at his age, you got to expect there's going to be some inconsistency. Um, but I think that that uh, third pair left side is his, uh, probably to share with Brendan Smith. 
and then they'll spot Brendan in where they need to if they need to give Luke a break on the left or because, uh, you know, you got to expect Luke's going to have some inconsistency also. Uh, so between the three of them, I think there's two spots they can fill back and forth. And uh, Colin Miller can also play the left if need be. So I think I think they're OK there, um, which is good because he, he also said he learned some stuff by watching. Um, and I think a young defenseman like that, if you can play him three games, sit him for one, you know, there, there may be benefit in that also. Right. And let's kind of let's kind of stick with the defenseman, because I think when you look at the forward group, I think there's a lot more of the questions that are answered and there and there may not be many surprises. But I do want to talk about one forward in particular, but I want to start talking about the defensive core. Now, with the addition of Cal Foot, you know, we talked about it be much more of a depth signing, maybe a guy that you'll see much more in Utica. I mean, one big question mark that is going to uh, you know be asked a bunch is what are the devils going to do? with uh, Simone Nemich, um, you know, and, you know, Tom Fitzgerald was on the latest episode of Spit and Chicklets, and he talked about, you know, Nemich is a guy that, you know, long-term is going to be, you know, you know, at the forefront of the back end. Um, and there are some question marks as to, is this the year that he is going to take that step into the NHL? And, you know, you look at the guys that the Devils have brought in, like bringing in Colin Miller, you still have Brendan Smith as well as, as a, you know, veteran kind of guy you mentioned Kevin Ball you have guys like that do you think that this is the time for Simone Nemich or do you feel like it's more likely he's going to end up at least starting next season playing down again with the Utica Comets I think the the benefit for Nemitz is that they have uh his contract slid a year because he didn't play the nine games so you're looking at a guy who's got three years entry-level time He's only played a year in North America. Um, I think what Fitz said that was really interesting on Spit and Chicklets was that if Nemitz is going to make the team, if Nemitz forces his way onto the team, which right. to me sounds like they're not expecting him to, to start the year in New Jersey. Um, I would be surprised if he starts the year in New Jersey. I think he would benefit probably from running the first power play down in Utica being a top pair defenseman and getting logging 20, 25 minutes a game down there, getting the experience and then maybe forces his way up or there's injuries halfway through the year and he gets to play up in, in New Jersey. Um, I also think there's concern uh, from the coaching staff and the, the front office about mm -hmm. having so much youth on your back end for a team that's looking to compete. Um, so I think if they had to uh, have their way, they would try to uh, keep, you know, they, they, it looks like Luke's on the team. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt yeah. about that. So if Luke's on the team, then, then you know, maybe they they bring Nemitz a little more slowly. Yeah, and obviously when you look at the amount of man games that the Devils lost with losing guys like Damon Severson and Ryan Graves to uh, trade slash free agency, you know, that was going to be a question mark as to how much different were the Devils willing to go when it came to their defensive core. I mean, we know that Dougie and Siegenthaler – are going to be your top two pairing guys. It's about really the bottom four that kind of makes you kind of say, well, how is it going to go? We know John Marino is going to be there, obviously. And then it's about those those other three spots. I think you mentioned it, you know, and you kind of nailed on the head. I think Luke Hughes is pretty much a lock to make the team next year. I think you're going to see him ending up on that second pairing with probably John Marino. And then I think you're going to see Kevin Ball um, 
on that third pairing with, you know, one of guys, like I mentioned, Colin Miller, maybe Brendan Smith, although he's a left shooting defenseman, or even maybe Simone Nemich, if he really does, like like Fitzgerald said, really push himself into a starting um, into a starting role. And I think what's also interesting, I mentioned it on a recent episode, that don't be surprised if Nemich has a camp similar to Ty Smith's rookie year a couple of years ago, where Ty Smith, you know, he was drafted, then came to training camp, played the entire, you know, was with the Devils the entire training camp, including going overseas when the Devils went to Switzerland and Sweden to kind of start the year, and he was the last guy cut. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up being like the last guy cut and goes down to Utica. And I've heard Fitzgerald say before that, you know, they are not going to rush Nemich. They know the ability that he has. They know what he's capable of, but they don't want to put him in a situation where he feels uh, unnecessary pressure to perform with a team that now is having championship aspirations. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see once training camp gets underway. And speaking of pressure, there is one forward in particular, Josh, that is uh, definitely having a lot of pressure going into um, this training camp, and that is Alexander Holtz. The Devils' uh, former 2020 first-round pick. Now, in the last episode, if you guys haven't checked it out, I had a chance to speak with Daniel Broberg, who is the trainer over in Sweden for Jesper Bratt and also Alexander Holtz. And we talked uh, extensively about Holtz's you know, development and obviously what they've been working with uh, in terms of getting him ready for training camp. But um, you know, the Devils have made it clear that this has to be a major offseason for Holtz, that he has to take that next step and find a role on this team. What do you see from Alexander Holtz going into this training camp coming up? I, I think, well, you know, uh, Ryan Novozinski had, had a great story back in the beginning of the summer uh, exclusively about the uh, exit interview that the Devils had with Holtz and basically told him, like, it's put up or shut up time, right? So for Holtz, I think last year, uh, and Fitz even said that, that they probably didn't handle him correctly last year. They probably should have let him play more in Utica instead of sitting up in uh, New Jersey. But, it, you know, mm-hmm. if you remember back last fall, he had a great camp. He started out, he actually scored the first goal of the year for the team. And then right. everything was downhill from there, you know? So it's, 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 um, I think, I think if it were me, I would try to find a way to start him on the third line find a way to play him with Halla and Palat, yes. let them give him some cover. Um, they both have enough pace that he should be able to play with. And, you know, with his playmaking, it should help. And then, you know, find him a place maybe on power play two where they can put him in the Ovechkin spot and let him just rip, you know, one timers from there and see, and see what they can do. I think the more comfortable you make him, um, you know, I think the better off he's going to be. I think he's got the talent. Um, uh, you know, that being said, I wouldn't be opposed to moving them if you can bring back a, a legit elite goaltender. I think that's the one piece they're missing. And I think Holtz is more replaceable than just about anyone else um, at that high level. But, you know, I, I think he'll have every chance to make the team. I have no reason to believe he won't make the team. Uh, it'll be an interesting competition between him and Foot. Uh, right. depending on how they want to go. Uh, if they want to be bigger and heavier, then you have somebody like Foot. You know, if mm-hmm. they want to be more offensive-minded, then you have Holtz. And now with them adding 
uh, Nozick and uh, bringing back Bastion and, and having Lazar, you know, there's less room for foot than uh, it looked like in the beginning. And you should also mention, you know, Chris Tierney as well. We don't know what he could potentially bring. Maybe he's just a guy that's going to play mostly in Utica. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, talking again about, you know, you know, Holtz, um, if, and again, I highly recommend you go listen to the episode that Tommy Fitz was, you know, was on with Spin Chicklets. He kind of said without really saying it that he blames himself a lot for how things have gone at times with Alexander Holtz in terms of his development. Um, a lot of people, including myself, agree that it's more that it's just an unfortunate situation because of how much the team, you know, took us, you know, took in terms of a step this past year. Like you mentioned, you know, Holt scores that first goal, but he just wasn't consistent enough. And then you had the whole situation where he's just sitting in the press box for 20 plus games and he's losing confidence. He's losing, you know, playing time. He's not playing. And I'm sure that was that was uh, very frustrating to uh, Holtz, but I, I think the devil still very much believe in Holtz and his ability. And, you know, I mentioned it in an article that I wrote for Big Apple Hockey about, I think putting him on a line, like you mentioned with Hala and Palat, two very reliable uh, veteran guys, I think could really help him in terms of confidence. I think it will help him create, you know, more favorable matchups that he might end up being a guy that can really, you know, get going. But as you mentioned, Nolan Foote is another guy. Maybe we get a chance to see Graham Clark during this um, during this uh, training camp. Maybe he surprises some people. You know, there's a lot. There, there's not many spots, but there's going to be a lot of guys competing for those uh, very few spots. Now, you you did actually end up bringing up my next question because you talked about, you know, if Holtz doesn't work out, do we end up moving him for an elite goaltender? You kind of answered the question, but I'll ask it anyway. I mean, are you personally comfortable with going with Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt or someone else? Because it sounds like potentially Schmidt might go down to Utica to start the year um, to start this season moving forward. Um, I think it's okay to start the season. I think the biggest question that the Devils have to answer is, with the premise that you only have so many years of prime Hughes, prime Heischer, prime Mercer, prime Meyer, uh, prime Brat together, right? So are you willing to risk one of those years with VTech in goal in the playoffs? Um, and if the answer, if they believe that they can get by with VTech in the playoffs, then, then they're okay. I don't know that I would be as favorable with that. I think, I think the one, shot that you have is the one last thing you need to do is add an elite goaltender. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you believe Schmidt is that guy down the road, I, you know, I don't know that you can count on him to play 70, 80 games. Um, mm-hmm. My concern with VTech is it's been three straight postseasons, And I know he didn't play a lot for Washington, but he hasn't had a good postseason game um, mm-hmm. career. And if right. you watch him after uh, game four, uh, when they uh, blew the lead to uh, Carolina at home right. that, that last game, I mean, he looked like a beaten man, and he had completely lost his confidence, and that's, you know, the last time anybody's seen him. And, you know, I don't know what they see privately. I don't know if he was injured. I don't know what was going on, but if I were them, I'd have some real concerns about it. The other thing that's interesting, uh, I looked up because someone brought up in the last uh, – 
this century, let's say, for so almost the last 25 years, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a goalie traded at the deadline that has won a cup. So I don't know that you want to wait until the deadline and then go get Hellebuck as a rental. I'm not right. saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, and I'm not saying it can't work. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of history saying otherwise. Yeah, and obviously Connor Hellebuck continues to be the story that does not die, although I will say over the last maybe two weeks, two, three weeks, you know, obvi- you know everything is kind of stalled. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like Winnipeg is ready to go full rebuild considering what they got on the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. I think they believe that, they can make a run at getting into the postseason again. Um, obviously, all of that will be answered in the next couple of months as we get the season underway. I don't personally see the Devils making a move for someone like a Hellbuck or even the aforementioned John Gibson uh, probably until at least the season's underway. Maybe the deadline, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, there's I, I, I think there's too many questions that have not been answered yet. Um, and you know, also right now that the salary cap situation for New Jersey is a little bit tough. It's less than $2 million right now. So there would have to be a lot of, you know, maneuvering around for that to work, at least for right now. So, you know, it's, it's going to be probably a wait and see approach. Um, I know that, uh, our good buddy, Alex Chauvincy, also the hockey writer put out a good article. I think it was yesterday or today talking about, uh, Montreal and their situation. They have a, a surplus of goaltenders and that the Devils should maybe kind of look into that, see what might be available as somebody that could be a stopgap. I think some people are looking at and saying, is Calgren, who the Devils signed in free agency, is he a guy that we feel comfortable being the backup to VTech? Uh, or is he a guy that we want to see just down in Utica playing alongside with Schmidt? Because again, Nico Dawes, not you know available until at least Christmas time. And even then, you know, who knows how long his recovery is really going to truly be. So do, do you think, honestly, that the Devils are done in terms of looking at the goaltending position and and they have more of an idea as to what they're going to go with to start the year? Or do you think they're still looking at options? I, I think they're looking at options. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what's out there for them. I saw the Toronto Today sign Martin Jones, uh, who yeah. I thought would have been a good idea backup for them. The issue is also how many games you expect VTech to play. If VTech's your number one, is he is he playing 50 games? Is he playing 55 games? Um, can you stretch him out to that? Because he seemed like he was wearing down towards the end. Um, so I, I I think I think ideally look if it were if I were in that position, the person I'd really go want would be Soros. Um, mm. The money at only five million I mean, you, if you traded VTech in exchange, you only got to find room for one and a half million. And I think you could find that. I think they have the prospects to do it. They mm-hmm. obviously have a good relationship with Nashville now, with Trotz there and Brunette there. Um, I, I would not hesitate to make that move because I think that makes them, uh, you know, a bona fide top three team in the league. Um, and I think it gives them two years with control, with, with reasonable money. Um, but you know, uh, but beyond that, I don't know what else is out there. There's not a lot of like quality depth uh, veteran guys to bring in. I mean, there's Yaro right. Halak out there, but um, you know, he's had really a mixed mixed bag of uh, success. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think Martin Jones actually would have been a good option if the Devils went down that road. But obviously, you know, 
Um, that's no longer an option. You mentioned UC Saros. He's a guy that I don't think people want to say is a shot in the dark type of move, but I think considering we don't know exactly what Nashville wants to do moving forward now with Barry Trotz, you know, as the GM and, and president, and you have Andrew Burnett, are they looking to try to make a push to get in, back into the playoffs? You know, what are they going to do? I think it, it might be a similar situation that you'll see with Connor Hellebuck, and that is a wait-and-see approach that we really won't know and have better answers uh, until the season gets underway and we see how teams kind of, uh, you know, kind of play out, how everything plays out. So, and, and, you know, you look at the Devils and it's fair to say that they're going to be considered one of the, you know, top cup contenders, but a lot of people are going to look at them and say they have everything except the goaltending position. And uh, I think maybe best case scenario for the Devils is to hope that maybe one of Vitek Vanacek, Akira Schmidt, or whoever can really, you know, carry that load and, you know, not just do it in the regular season, but once we get back into the playoffs, you know, brings a much more consistent uh, type of play because that clearly was uh, the Devils' Achilles' heel once you saw how they performed against um, against Carolina. So, my last question to you, Josh, uh, and thank you again so much for for coming on and speaking with us. We really do appreciate it. Is this? I know that a lot of people, a lot of Devils fans, and and media people have had relatively similar expectations, but I want to I want to get your thoughts on what are your honest 100% expectations for this New Jersey Devils team going into 2023-24? I don't think you can uh, expect the same success in the regular season. I think last year a lot of things went their way. They won a ton of overtime games. Uh, they had the huge streak. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a little step back in the regular season, points-wise, wins-wise, things like that. Um, however, they're set up to be a much better playoff team. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've learned the importance of home ice advantage. Uh, had they found a way to get a couple more points in Carolina, and then you go from – even if you go from you know the Ranger series at home and then you're not traveling the next day and the next series is at home, that may make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also curious to uh, to talk to the players once they get back and find out what the, what they've done different training wise. You know, right. with Jack and Nico and these guys, their first taste of the playoffs, seeing what kind of grind it is on their body. Did they change their training? Have they changed their focus? Uh, I think that's interesting. But in terms of expectations, I mean, they got to stay healthy, and if they stay healthy. You know, I don't see a team in the Metro that's better than them. I would say Carolina's probably as good. Um, I don't see the Rangers being as good this year as they were last year. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that's we'll find out, right? Yeah, we will. And obviously now with the Penguins adding uh, Eric Carlson to the back end, uh, that, does, that certainly in terms of talent makes them better. There's still some question marks there. But once again, the Metropolitan Division is – Probably going to be, as I like to put it, the division of death. It's going to be a grind. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to hockey season, people. You know, it's just around the corner and we are very much uh, getting close to getting underway. Should also mention really quickly for everybody out there uh, the pre sale for single game tickets actually started earlier this morning, uh, August 9th, and will go until uh, tomorrow at the end of the day, um, August 10th. So if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, you. Probably still have time to do so, but should mention that. But that's just another indication that things are getting closer and closer to getting underway. Josh, 
thank you so much for coming on. It, it was great to talk to you. Great to get your insight. But before I let you go, as I do with all my guests, I like to roll out the red carpet and allow my listeners to get an opportunity to get to know you a little bit more, you know, where they can find you, everything you got going on, including all of your great articles with the hockey writers. So the floor is yours, my friend. Oh, thanks. Uh, it, it really is an honor to be on the show, Neil. I, I really appreciate you reaching out. Like I said uh, to you before we started, I've been listening to you for a while and, and um, always learned something new with your show. So um, you. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, anyone looking for me, you can find me at uh, the Hockey Writers um, on Twitter. I'm uh, J-R-E-I-N-I-T-Z-E-S-Q. Um, uh, and that's really where I, I put out most of my hockey stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, please check out the hockey writers. We have some great writers covering the Devils now. We have four or five of us that, that are really committed to it, putting out a lot of content even this time of year uh, mm-hmm. with really good um, information. I'm working on uh, an article now about uh, trying to figure out the right title, but uh, basically trying to compare uh, if, the de- if they did a World Cup of the Devils, who would, oh. which – country would win um right so we're trying to work on that i gotta find a russian goalie but we'll figure that out <laughs> but otherwise awesome. uh, yeah we'll see what happens we might have to make chris terrary russian for uh purposes <laughs> of the article but we'll figure something out but uh yeah that's that's the best way to find me and uh thank you again neil it's really been a, a pleasure and honor on my my behalf of course, Josh, and uh, we will definitely have you on the podcast, uh, especially once the season gets underway. And uh, again, guys, make sure to go check out uh, Josh's pieces on um, on hockey, on the hockey writers. He does a fantastic job. One of the handful, like you mentioned, handful of dedicated Devils writers um, for the hockey writers, putting out really good content even during you know the quiet times of this off season. But uh, we will definitely have you on the podcast again, Josh. But Again, thank you so much for your time today. We really do appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. Have a great day. Devils fans, even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Coldplay, One Republic, or many others on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or stay calm with some guided meditation. And a lot of things I like listening to on my Raycon earbuds are podcasts. I love podcasts. Uh, Definitely listen to music when I'm at the gym and also when, you know, I'm taking walks outside and just getting an opportunity to uh, really just get some fresh air as well. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation and awareness mode. Raycon also have a 32 hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime. So you, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really, really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They started at the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now, Devils fans. Listen, and you can get 
15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN.